Hey everyone, we just want to remind you that this is just a silly podcast. Yeah, like baby games. Yeah, it's uh, meant to be entertainment. It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be funny. I mean, it's much fun as you can have bitching. But yeah, go on. I have a ton of fun bitching. Our hate is uh, it's purely hyperbole. There's enough actual hate in the world already, all right? Speak for yourself. I joined the group. We love everyone. We encourage you to do the same. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll do that. We'll do that. Heck, you got to try. And now, on with the show. You should be barricaded in your house and kept off of the street or sterilized, lobotomized, left in a car and heat because the things you say and do tell me your brain cells are with you and that is why I hate you. Hey folks, welcome to the pod. We're back. This is Matthew. And this is Joaquin. And we're here to complain about something. So um, I'm looking at my list of, of things that I wanted to talk about. And I'll, well, I want to start off start off right away with, with one that you're probably not familiar with, but it was a big story in the old hockey world. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you and I'll, let's see what your take is. So there's this uh, a hockey player, and I want to get his name right. So it's this player, okay, uh, was signed by the Boston Bruins. Uh, this was like a week or two, a couple weeks ago now. And then it was uh, discovered that he was, this, this player, his name's Mitchell Miller. He was uh, found guilty in juvenile court of harassment against this uh, young, they describe him as a young black kid with uh, developmental disabilities. And this apparently occurred when, when the, the, uh, the player was 14 years old. And I, I guess the core so incident, yeah, shitty. I guess the core core incident that they describe is apparently he he like rubbed a, a lollipop in a urinal, and then made the kid eat it or tricked the kid into eating it or some that shit. Sounds like, that. like a shitty kid thing to do, right? So so based basically summary is when this I guess probably now 18, 19 year old kid was fourteen, he did a really shitty thing to this young black developmentally disabled kid, and. That's the core incident, but I guess the family claims that it was ongoing harassment and it was continuing to go on until, you know, very recently. It wasn't like it just stopped. Mm -hmm. And uh, the hockey world was kind of a, proven or is that just what they're saying? That, well, that's that's part of one of the big things. So the hockey world was just like was completely split on this with a bunch of people like, fuck this kid. He's a piece of shit. He doesn't deserve to play in the NHL. He fucked up. He, he's a piece of shit. And then other people are like, well, you know, we don't really know the, the, the whole story, which was a very small minority. And then the other side, which was just, oh, he did it when he was 14 and uh, let it go. You know, you can't punish somebody forever. So that was kind of the way I looked at it. When I first saw the story, I was like, I don't, I, well, what's the whole story? Like what actually happened? Cause we've got uh, the mother, I guess, of this, the the kid that was bullied was really vocal about it, and uh, mm-hmm. all over the media and on news store, you know, it, on news outlet, radio stations, stuff like that. And that was my suggestion. Was like, well, I don't, who knows what really happened? Uh, because she she certainly is saying that this was ongoing and it was a lot of targeted harassment over years. And then at the same time, uh, nobody else was saying anything. Like the kids not saying anything. The the team wasn't saying anything. Uh, the long story short. The Bruins withdrew the contract. Uh, I guess at one point the league said he wasn't eligible to play. And then the players association was like, uh, no, you, you can't just say that. Like, anyway, yeah. it was a big deal. But it was kind of, it was funny. And I'm just thinking back and I'm like, man, there are so many assholes when I was a kid. Like that, I, I mean, Being an asshole I don't even want to get into some of the shit process. I saw kids. Sorry. If yeah. You but it was just like, I'm thinking. <laughs> no, it's fine. 
cat's sitting on Wakiba's shoulders right now. <laughs> it's actually pretty cute. But I'm, I'm, you know, and once I'm like, man, what a piece of shit this kid is. Uh, and you know, adding adding the fact that the kid was black and the fact that the kid was developmentally disabled is kind of like, does it matter? Like, if he was harassing the well, shit out of a kid, unless uh, yeah. unless <laughs> it was because of that. Unless I mean, if he was targeting the kid that's because what I'm he saying. was. Yes, that's sorry. exactly what I was going to say. No, that's exactly. <laughs> I should what I'm be clear. Like, you're putting a hat on a hat. Like, right. What? Like you're. First of all, you are. You are equating unless he was harassing him for those specific reasons. Right. Like he could be taking advantage of him because he's developmentally disabled. Sure. To or get him targeting to because him. he's black and he's or a racist kid. He, you know. Well, that's what I'm saying. For first of all, like. We don't know. So you mentioning those things, you're just trying to sensationalize it. You're not right, necessarily making it because of that unless you have proof, not even that if it was that. You have proof that that's what it was. Sure. Because all you're doing is just saying trying to make it sound worse than Absolutely. it might have well, that's, been. I mean, which that's was what the media fucking does. disgusting. Well, that was my the problem. That's that was the my initial point. Breed breed um distrust in media so fucking much sure well that was my initial point was like those weird it's a horrible like thing jewish media and shit like that like you create those people <laughs> you see chappelle on snl the media does i thought it was hilarious i thought it was funny people too. Can hate me for it you can hate me for it but i thought it was funny too I but i thought it was funny because it goes I get comedy right like that's what i was gonna I say i remember a fucking movie called the hebrew hammer I don't remember Which, that. If I'm not mistaken, was made by a Jewish person. It was a. It was really fucking, really. Well, it was about a Jewish superhero. Well, you made the the, was, the perfect point there. It's it's comedy, and you gotta when you're watching comedy, you have to kind of let go all other things. You have to understand it's 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 everything's a target, and it's it's for the sake of humor and and laughing, and it doesn't necessarily have to be looked into as something that's just atrocious. It could just be looked at as it's just she's trying to be funny. Yeah. Well, I have I have a friend who, you know, is part of the trans community who argued that point, and I might have mentioned it before. And I was like, well, you know, when you spread harmful information and this, that, the other thing, what? okay, I get it. But if I, for black people, because that's the one I can speak on without getting too much blowback, I guess. Is saying, <laughs> I think you're, I think you're, well, uh, if, you're entitled if, to speak about it. Yeah, if I make the joke that black people like fried chicken and I make the joke that black people still radios. Now, one's a crime. Right. One is a fucking crime. Sure. But does it make me racist saying one over the other? Where I, that's a if good I question. say I don't know. trans people are weird to me and I don't understand them, which, mind you, I'm not actually saying that. I'm basing it off of a Dave Chappelle joke mm -hmm. are weird, which doesn't mean a bad thing necessarily. Weird, which I'm sorry, queer is part of their LGBTQ thing, which queer and weird are they synonymous are synonyms. words. Yeah. Yeah. Um are weird, which means not common or just like it's hard to understand because there are so many moving sure. parts. So that's weird to me. Yeah, that makes sense. And I don't understand them. That's showing a deficiency. <clears throat> on yourself and so the way i see the world i'm going to make the joke like this because we joke about things we don't understand which brings the magical word that they love awareness to the situation sure it creates yeah. a dialogue but when you turn it into an argument is no longer a dialogue well this is and a person like dave Chappelle just pushes back 
That's so you're not going to get anything out of it. Well, this would be a good segue into something else I wanted to talk to. I'm just trying to decide if I'm talk to that I want to talk about. I just want to see if I'm done with. I guess I'm done with that hockey conversation. I just thought it was interesting that uh, it was it was it was hard for me to to make a decision because there was no information. It was just like this is yeah. what happened 14 years ago, and we've got obviously a family member that's angry that's saying, "Oh, it's ongoing," and it's like, okay, that that if that's the case. Oh. That that's another element to it, but yeah. I don't know. I was just thinking back, and I'm just like, man, when I was a kid, the amount of horrible fucking things I saw. I'm going to tell a really fucking horrible sh- story. They smeared shit all over the bathroom in my school. Well, and I'm not here, talking about a developmentally disabled person. I'm talking about somebody who thought that shit was funny. No, oh, I know. So okay, I'm going to tell. I'm going to tell a fucking horrible story. It's one of the worst memories I have, but I'm going to tell this anyway. Oh, no. A mutual friend of ours, uh, his father passed away when we were very very young. Uh, I believe it was before sixth grade, right? It was over the summer. So I remember uh, going into sixth grade, the first day of sixth grade, and I got to school and it was like, you know how it is. It's always like these small groups of friends. And these kids were like fucking terrible. Like I, they were, they bullied me all the time. They were just, yeah. they were supposed to be my friends, but they were terrible to me and bullied me all the time. And I remember I got there and I had this Megadeth shirt on. I was really pumped about it because I thought it was really cool. I was like, I got this cool Megadeth shirt. And they immediately tore into me like, oh, look at you, your fucking stupid you Megadeth shirt. Well, no, <laughs> you know just, what? I think it was my uncles kidding. because my, my uncle's 11 years older than me. So when I was in sixth grade, yeah. I thought he was super cool because he was like you know, 20. Well, yeah, I mean, you find um, that idol. Right. So, so I thought it was awesome. And they immediately started tearing me. And then our mutual friend showed up and his father had passed away. And uh, they started there were like these berries on the bush uh, outside the door to the middle school. And they started throwing them at him and just basically laying into him and calling them his father's first name berries and just mm. relentlessly mocking this kid because his father passed away over the summer, which is kids are fucking, fucking terrible. Ter- but my, so that's what I'm trying to say. Like that was like unbelievably savagely terrible fucking mm-hmm. thing to do to a kid. That had just lost his okay. father. And I think back and I'm just like, those kids that were doing that. And I got to admit, when it happened, I was happy because they were not making yeah. fun of me well, anymore. Because it's catharsis. That's catharsis right. for you. Sure. But what I'm saying, what I'm trying to get at to what your point is, um, and it drives me nuts. In this apparent, you know, pro mental health, like fucking world we're trying to create, we don't also promote like brain development. That is how, and as frustrating and shitty as it is, children are little ids. They just do things. Yeah, and you see a little kid pick up a rock, look at it, and shove it in their mouth. We see those <laughs> videos online, and we giggle at it. We're like, oh, that's cute. He's funny. Yeah. He thought it was this. No, he didn't. His brain doesn't work like that. He just went, num, num, and threw it in his fucking mouth like right. a dummy yeah. because he's yep. dumb. He's a child. And then when they grow up, as they're growing, their dumb little brains get a few more wrinkles, and those little wrinkles put in little different little electrodes to make them go, huh, maybe rock don't taste good if I bite it. Maybe it tastes <laughs> good if I just lick it instead. Like, they become a little less dumb. Now, sure. bring in different environmental situations, and their dumb little brains gain more little wrinkles and trying to figure things out. When you're a teenager, you're an id with emotional and sexual defects that are just yeah. pumping into your stupid little skull and you don't fucking know what's going on. And now you're going, 
Maybe I can't eat rock. Maybe I can't lick rock. Maybe I can fuck rock. <laughs> I knew you were going there. <laughs> and you're, because that's where it's going to go, especially as yeah. a teenager. I don't care yep. if you're an asexual teenager. Yeah, that's kind Those of the, the question in your head, right? Can I fuck it? Base motherfuckers I've ever met in my life growing up. Somebody who claims they're asexual. I'm sorry. I just find that so fucking odd. How yeah. everything they do, like they're always some kind of weird artist that draws hentai and shit all the goddamn time. Right. But regardless of that, like teenagers and kids, teenagers are just adults with kid brains. That's what they are. They think like fucking kids. Most people, if they're, if that shit's perpetuated or hand waved or they don't learn a lesson from those fucking things, you know, growing up or they don't die doing stupid shit. (laughs) Yeah. They become stupid fucking adults that don't know no better. And they go on daytime television or watch daytime television (laughs) doing the same thing over and over again. I'm not a genius by any fucking means, but I have enough fucking common sense to know that I made a lot of fucking mistakes. Right. And as much as I hate to admit it, and I, because most people don't like, I've done a lot of shitty things that I'm still learning from. Oh, yeah, me too. I mean, I've, I've done plenty of shitty things. When I was a kid, too, there were things I did that were shitty, sometimes perpetuated by, you know, the group I was in, just trying to go along with it, you know? Yeah, um, I just have enough wrinkles on my brain at this point to know that there's a consequence to a lot of the things I do right. or want to do, right. so I don't yeah. do them. It just it just interested me because it was just immediate. It was just like it comes up and without any without any other information, it was just either, oh, fuck this kid, he's a terrible human being, and mm-hmm. or – or whatever he was it was a long time ago without knowing more and it was just yeah it's it just like, amazing you know, like can't can't everybody wait to like figure out what's going on before we all like just no make our decision because the news <laughs> has to come out first and we have to make our decisions before anything is yeah, done it's true we just have to and he's a white guy he's easy to just fucking say shit about on the internet in real life like because <laughs> he's part of probably part of the boys will be boys crowd i'm sure by, yeah. like but that's why he's getting defended by those people. But at the same time, the internet is mainly people who are just tired and angry. So they're just going to lash out at any bad person they can find. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. I don't know. It was just, I guess at this point he's, he's not, you know, he's not signed anymore. It's funny because no, it's, it's going to, it's going to cross the team. Oh yeah. Life I'm sure it's over for this. The, the, it's going to cost the team a fortune because they, <laughs> Because they just didn't do their due diligence. They signed him. It's going to cost him a fortune just to continue to pay this kid and whatever other fees they have to pay. And he, he didn't even play. didn't even step on the ice. Um, hey, just... got a question. Um, have you heard anything? I don't look shit up because I don't give a, care about sports that much. But have you heard um, anything about Colin Kaepernick since the whole kneeling thing? Uh, like on and off over the last few years, every once in a while, something would creep up. Uh you know, just something about like what was going on, like oh, Colin Kaepernick. A lot, you know, what a lot of it was was just oh, remember Colin Kaepernick? <laughs> like, well, that, so it would I'm just saying. come up, like something like, would happen. The like the end of that, right? Like life ruination. Well, it I happened. Don't, yeah, but I mean, like it's hard to compare the two. Like it's you're talking about I, the, here. Here's where I compare it. I'll find it because this. The reason why I used it because the situations are completely different. Sure, but the life ruination part is exactly the same on the opposite end. I people are probably going to keep talking about this kid going a young white kid. He almost made it. We tore him down because he didn't deserve it. 
there are definitely people like that will this continue grown to black guy yeah um use his platform to push this this narrative backing you know terrorists the black panthers and all this shit and the life ruinators who are disingenuous as shit i can't I don't care on any end disingenuous as shit don't care about the complex between the two only thing i hear about colin kaepernick is angry rednecks saying the opposite about kneeling for the flag they go i stand for my flag that's what i hear oh that's what so, i still i mean hear. I, I was telling you before we got on my dad was up for for a while and he's, oh yeah He's he he moved to the south and he just turned into a southern person, but like we had that conversation again when he was up here about the dealing for the flag and I, I was just like, why do you think what's the problem? Is it's disrespectful to the military? Why is it disrespectful to the military? The the flag is a representative of our country. It doesn't specifically represent the armed forces, the military, military at all. So I I don't know how you make the jump from. So disrespecting the flag, even if you want to consider it disrespectful to the flag, how is that the same as disrespecting the military? It's not even remotely. Well, that's why dis- I call doesn't make life sense. disingenuous because that was disingenuous. They promoted Absolutely. it. They they propagandized it to be about disrespecting the military because but they made them synonymous. Because originally it was it for police brutality. The right. military and the police are not the same. Well, look, it's no matter really, how much the police want to be like, the if military. you just look at it for what it is, it's OK. The flag represents our country, the United States He's kneeling for the flag as a sign of, hey, there's something wrong with our country right now and it needs to be fixed, period. That's all it means. Yeah. Like just looking at it from like, an outsider's perspective, an alien could come down and look at that and, and figure out what it meant. And then for yeah, people to be like, <laughs> well, he just respects the military. Why? What does the flag have to do with the military? They're, our country and the military are not the same. The flag represents you, right? You got flying outside your house. Yep. Are you in the military? No, you're not in the military. You just – it doesn't – that's not what it means. It's What's just, more I disrespectful could, I could to the military is taking those little green army men toys, like the dollar store <laughs> army men toys, and sticking them up your ass. Oh, That's more disrespectful <laughs> well, than you kneeling know, for the fucking flag. You know why it came up? I just remember why it came up. My dad was wearing oh, one no. of those shirts. He was wearing one of those. Oh, I, 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 stand I stand for, for the flag. flag. I kneel for the cross. That's what I'm saying. That's what you hear from him because that's what life ruinators do. That's why I don't well, like opportunists the of problem, any type. Now you're also way, conflating religion with uh, patriotism and, mm-hmm. and uh, love of country as well, which all is the time. It's just another whole problem. Not, not if, <laughs> you know. I will tune out any church thing that they're at church and they mention politics at all. Well, why I mean, do they I turn out, tune out most church stuff? But why does everybody, or not everybody, but why do we always hear that this country is founded on? you know, Christian values Religious. and stuff when like remember when Kennedy story. ran because and it was like a big deal. <laughs> is that what it is? That's why. I don't because know. The pilgrims just... were the Puritans and they apparently but they were Puritans. They were but Roman Catholics. But in real, well, that's what I'm saying. They weren't religious. They were moral um, psychopaths essentially. Yeah. They, they pretty much like wanted people to be a certain way. And Europe was just like, no, we're not going to do that. Get the fuck out of here. Go be crazy over there. Uh, okay, that's that, what they huh? did. We oh, were oh, yeah, crazy over here. The fucking the the Scarlet Letter bullshit, the Salem, oh, all that, sh- the witch burnings. So, yeah. Like right. they were crazy there. Don't get me wrong, but we were a type of crazy over here that <laughs> oh, they no, couldn't absolutely. stand. Oh, absolutely. I just I don't know. It's just ridiculous. Um, I <laughs> I'm I'm gonna regret. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I'm not, I'm going to, I regret doing it, but I couldn't sleep a couple nights ago and I was just laying there and I had listened to every podcast I had and I went, 
Let me see who Joe Rogan's had on lately. I haven't listened to Joe Rogan in oh, years. Oh no! Well, because I avoid well, that podcast. Well, once once he started with the COVID stuff, I was like, I don't want to listen to this anymore. Not because I agreed with him or disagreed with him. I was just like, I, this isn't. I don't feel like listening to this. I just I just I was wanted done to hear with, him with the Area Fifty One thing. To be honest, well, that was. Uh, that, well, that wasn't that, was even that long before that, was it? I listened to those ones too, where he was talking to the guy that worked, you know, claimed he worked in area. Yeah, that piece of shit, shit liar. Yeah, you know he's yeah. a pimp, right? He's a I pimp. don't. I that is that. what he is. He's a he's a a rocket. He's a rocket enthusiast and a pimp. That's what he is. He used to run a brothel where people would go in one side and then leave the other, so people could really? see. Like he is a he is a piece of garbage who. Who just like just look that. into him? Yeah, just look. All at right, him. Look, he looks like a nerd. I'm gonna look into him later. The, the bill, but he's he's ridiculous. Him and his well, his second wife were pimps. Well, she was a madam, but I always struggled with with Joe Rogan in just because it's like okay, well, you've got this huge platform and you have to be responsible for it. But then I'm at the same time like, but he he does it's his platform right like i guess he should have the ability to do, no it's bring, i guess that are platform. interesting to him that's true that's it's true you're right that's a big difference once he sold the spotify that made his a platform big difference. before they bought him you are very he's right changed his tune real quick after they bought him i didn't think of it that way you're right okay but anyway so i'm i'm looking through and i'm just trying to find somebody to listen to a guest list do and there's this guy matt walsh have you heard of this guy i'm sorry who matt walsh I know that name. So he's he he apparently made a documentary called "What Is a Woman," where he uses this gotcha phrase with all of these uh, different people in the trans community to ask them what a woman is, and it's just his gotcha phrase. Like, ha ha ha! You can't answer yeah, my question, so I, you're I, full I think of I know shit. What you're talking about? Well, that so so I looked at it and I go, okay, so this is somebody on the other side of trans argument. I had just watched John Oliver and John Stewart's episodes dealing with trans issues, and I when mm-hmm. you mentioned uh, trans stuff before, I was like, okay, this is a good segue. And I thought, you know, when my dad was here a couple of days ago, he was giving me shit. He was like, well, what kind of news do you listen to? And I said, you know, honestly, I don't watch the news on TV. I try to avoid any mainstream news outlets as much as I can. I do read the Washington Post, which I understand is left-leaning. He's like, well, you don't expose yourself to other sides of the story. You just read the Washington Post. I was like, I don't know if that's I doubt 100%. Yeah, no, he doesn't. <laughs> he, he goes, well, I said, I said, uh, you, you don't what, what, you my watch my side. I was like, you watch <laughs> Fox News, dude. I was like, you watch Fox News. And he's like, I only watch it a couple hours a day. And I was like, a couple hours a day that's is a enough. lot. <laughs> that's enough. I was like, it doesn't matter. Like, what do you think that's, I don't know. Anyway. So I was like, okay, hobby, but yeah, go on. let me listen to someone else's stance on the trans issue so I can hear both sides and feel good about the fact that I feel the way I feel about these things. Right. Cause I've listened now I've listened to both sides. So I started listening to it and I just, the guy's a fucking piece of shit. I mean, he's oh, just yeah, absolute piece of shit. It was, I think I it was one of those podcasts where you're listening to it and the whole time, like you hear somebody make a point and you're just like, wait, but, but I have a question. I have a question and you really badly wish you could just interject and be like, but what about this? Like, okay, because you made your he point. If speaks but... fast enough and far enough, he won't ever have to answer a question like that. Yeah. Well, it pissed me off because <laughs> Joe, Joe Rogan, who is like, you know, talks about how he's good at, you know, he questions things and he's just a logical thinker and he just takes the conversation where it needs to be taken. He wasn't asking some very obvious questions that came to mind when this guy was making a mm-hmm. point, like he'd make a Joe point. Joe Rogan and doesn't. He doesn't. He just well, gets high and just nuts. like nods to. But them. I'm just like, well, could, because Joe Rogan is definitely on this guy's side as far as he doesn't think it's a good idea to be uh, 
doing puberty blockers and transitional surgeries and stuff uh, yeah. on younger people, uh, which like they, That's they I'm on the fence about. I'm on the fence about it too, which is why I wanted to listen to this. Like, okay, I don't know. Like, as far as adults go, cool. You can do whatever you want. I'm happy mm-hmm. to help. But like, it's you know, children. they they started getting into like making not making fun of, but like kind of mocking the idea of pronouns and stuff like that. And like this guy's whole question that he made this documentary on was asking people what is a woman. And they and they he's you know I didn't watch this documentary I actually downloaded it and then after I was done with the the episode I fucking deleted it I was like fuck this I'm not listening to this motherfucker, um, mm-hmm. but his whole question was like oh they can't answer it because, you know they don't want to because they're afraid of the answer and I guess I guess I I get it I mean I don't know I'm sure it's he edited shit in the documentary to make it yeah well of course you know screw but I I guess I get is what he's trying to do because okay if I try to define what a woman is I guess by the Dictionary definition, it's a female human, right? Female is a bad word to use now, apparently. No, I know. But I mean, by the dictionary, like I looked it up. That's the definition. We did. And the definition of a female is, you know, uh, has the female sex organs. So I guess by the dictionary definition. So he's got this gotcha question, but like, I don't want to get into, like, I don't want to come off as (laughs) anything negative when it comes to uh, trans issues. But I guess like his help it. No, I I guess you're right. And I'm trying to like really really work my way through this. So I guess I guess his whole point is like, well, you know, if a trans uh, woman wants to be a woman, well, she's not actually a woman because by definition, it's a human female and you're not a human female. And it's like, okay, but they're you're using it as a definition and they're using it as a label, right? Yes. It's two different things. That's exactly the issue. They're arguing they're using the same language while arguing completely different. Right. So this, but I'm like, so this motherfucker's just going to people and like trying to gotcha with this. Well, well, and, and to, to his, I guess to his point, I guess it's troublesome that people can't just have that, that, uh, what am I trying to say? You can't just be like, okay, look by the dictionary definition, a woman is this, but we can use it as a label for people in mm-hmm. other ways. So I guess that's where his gotcha is. Like nobody wants to just nobody wanted well, to just be like, well, I guess by the definition it's this, but but like you, okay, you made well, a whole documentary I mean, off of that, and you're not for, you're not. For his point, I can imagine it making him uncomfortable if somebody told him, "Yeah, that's good, suck my girl dick." Like I can understand where that would make him uncomfortable to well, like, sure. hear something like that. That make but me uncomfortable. That's not your problem. But I mean, if a guy said that to me and said, suck my guy dick, I'd be uncomfortable, you know? <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, what, that, doesn't, that doesn't involve you, so what does it fucking matter? Right. Now, so, my thing is... Anyway. I, well, to, to agree with the situation that's really difficult is a very difficult situation. One is going, well, you know what? Like, my trans, my, my trans friend, who, you know, is very insightful, very understanding when we have disagreements back and forth. Um, when talking about, you know, those issues, first of all, she's young before she did her transition is doing her transition. She's discovering herself and has been doing it since I've known her. And so at the age she is, I'm perfectly fine. Young, early twenties. Like if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do at that. Sure. Point. I mean, you're, you're, you're an um, adult. I Make your own decisions. Okay with kids. Like I'm watching my kids grow like in one week, like sprout up. Sure. I just, 
and they don't understand. They don't even, my daughter can't decide what she wants to eat, which I think is a girl thing, but anyway, can't decide <laughs> what she wants to eat or, but then goes, well, I never liked that. I'm like, yeah, you did. You liked it last week. Well, I mean, I never liked it before, but I never said anything. So I like it. I don't like it now. Like <laughs> yeah. she can't decide shit like that. I don't think she's capable of deciding her gender. And when I hear a trans person personally, and I've said this to my trans friend, when I hear them say, well, I've always known I was this way. I've always known I was gay. I was always known I was this. I didn't in high school. I didn't know what gender or like sexual orientation I necessarily was because I didn't even understand what my real personality was. Well, I mean, and even to, before high to, school, think about when you were a very young adolescent. Yeah, yeah, I, mean, that, I didn't care about even that shit. Yeah, I didn't either. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't, didn't even care, care about, about that shit. Like, I if I wanted to play jump rope, that. I played jump rope. I had my girlfriends who I played Barbies with. The def- the difference was that my parents didn't. Uh, okay, they did, but they didn't. They they were the type that didn't want to attack it, so they put a blind eye. So sure. when they saw me playing with Barbies, my dad was uncomfortable, but never said anything, which I guess worked in my benefit. But if you have a supportive family, despite what you think your gender is at that time growing up you would do fine. The problem is I think a lot of these people who are in the trans community and I could be corrected on it or not, because I'm not living their experiences, never got proper support during the time in which they were developing. And instead they married themselves to the idea that made them feel most comfortable. Yeah. Not saying that that they would be straight, not saying there would have been anything else. Maybe they would have been what they are now. But the thing is the way human beings work is we thought if we have no hope, we have no support. We don't have any kind of outlet. We marry ourselves to an idea to keep us going day by fucking day. Sure. That's why people hold on to hope all the time. That's why when you have a loved one who has cancer and you're there with them, you hold out hope that a fucking miracle will happen and save them. And it's so difficult to deal with the idea of them giving up or dealing with the idea of giving up. That is how people are. That is how we function. That is how we survive. Absolutely. So in that, I feel a lot of it is traumatic based. And they married themselves to that idea because the 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 recent trans friend I have is very different than the friends that I had um, years ago that have transitioned and they're most obnoxious, self-important people I've ever met in my fucking life since their transition. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, that's going to happen. this is an indictment on trans people. This is also those fucking people that are pushing back against them. Fuck them. They want to feel important. And a lot of them are disingenuous, oppor- disingenuine opportunists. Well, that's this that guy, to a T. This is this to guy, to a T. I know exactly who he is, and I heard one thing about him. I was just like, yeah, he's a piece of shit. Well, it was dumb. Well, so, I mean, they they made a, they both had a conversation with a number of things where it's just like, that doesn't make sense for it, but what about this? I had a million questions the whole way through. And, you know, they were mm-hmm. like, well, the big problem is that all, all the main medical associations are on board with this general affirming, affirming care. And it's just because they want to make money because there's lots of money to be made in uh, transition surgeries and hormone treatments. And I was like, all of them, everybody, every single one of them's on board. And that's why Can we focus on the pharmaceutical companies as opposed to just the medical. Because I know they just I mean, I was like every single one of them, all the thing, doctors. Like- all the researchers, all the pharmacists, everybody got together everybody. and was like, yeah, we can make money. Uh, but anyway, like they made a bunch of dumb points. And I, but the whole way through, I'm like, okay, fine. It's not making sense to me, but okay. I kept listening. And then, so, oh, also Joe Rogan admitted, he said like, I, I know, you know, there are trans people who are just born and they, they feel that they're in the wrong body. And I'm like, yep. okay, well, if you can acknowledge that, then 
how can you throw away the everything else? Like if you're acknowledging there are um, people that will help, you can't just throw everything else weird. away. But it's very anyway. weird because there's a rift in the trans community about people with body dysmorphic tendencies. Like there's like I guess they call them the, the old trans that believe in body dysmorphia and the new trans that don't. Okay. And so with Joe Rogan, he's more so on the side of like what that part is. And there's a big rift that there's no, from what I know so far, cause I don't live in it. So I don't sure. look it up all the time is um, that they have not reached a consensus with how body dysmorphia plays a part in the transgender experience. Sure. Because, okay, that makes sense. So the being born in a wrong body is was was what we believed for a long period of time. Uh, we people who know anything about it or people in general knew a lot about it, but at that at that point, it's it's so muddled because there's too many talking heads that right. it's hard to keep up with, especially if you're not part of that community. I think it's. I think overall, it's just hard to just make a blanket statement anyway, right? Don't you really have to look at things yeah, on a case absolutely. by case basis and. You know, even with with kids, like I I hate I hesitate to just go. Yeah, it's bad, or yeah, it's good. Blanket. I feel like it's got to be mm-hmm. case by case. You really have to be able to look at it on an individual basis and, it's very and say, difficult to do. Right, it's incredibly it difficult. Work that way. And I'm that's yeah. not. I'm not a fucking doctor. I'm not a, a psychologist or a psychiatrist. So like, I'd rather leave just that guy to them. Opinion. You're a guy with an opinion. I'm and a guy kids. with opinions and kids. Yeah. So anyway. <laughs> But so I, I, I'm not. I don't want to even give this guy too much more time. But then I just want to uh, talk about it, it. Cracked me up because the shift. The guy mentioned that he has a book about uh, like maintaining the American uh, uh, cornerstones of culture or something like that. That are you know life, uh, gender, and or sex or something like that. Whatever he word label he uses for that argument and uh, marriage. And Joe Rogan was like, "Well, wait, what's wrong with marriage?" And then the guy started getting into how gay marriage is not a good thing. And Joe oh, Rogan just God. he just lit him up for like an hour. He was just like, "That doesn't good. make sense." It doesn't, which is great. But I'm like, how he should have questioned his other shit that I said. he didn't know about. That's what I was trying to say. Like, how can why can't you apply that same argument or same thought process to the previous issue? Like, I don't understand how you can't. <laughs> Understand that both are you can think the same way about both. He's like, well, yeah, some people are just born really gay. Like I have friends that are just gay. They just are, dude. They're just born <laughs> They're just that gay. way. That's just and the guys, are. the guy was like, well, marriage is about making kids, and that's the whole point no, of a marriage. Then why is government in marriage? Well, that's and Joe was like, no, dude, it's just like a legal bond between two people. It doesn't have anything like, to do you don't with have to having be married kids. To have and I'm like, kids, fucking is for having kids. I know. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm thinking in my head, this guy's gonna get really mad when he finds out about all these animals procreating without being married. <laughs> you know? Yeah, right. But so the conversation just evolved because the guy immediately it was just like, oh, this guy's just a bigoted piece of shit. So I shouldn't listen oh, no, to anything else. He just to doesn't say. have any. He, you know what? I don't even care to label a lot of these people outside of just being an asshole. Like, nah, this guy's, I don't this think, guy's a bigot. Yeah, <laughs> he no, just like, is. I don't even think they're a bigot. I just think that they make money off of the bigoted crowd. And that's he probably does that too. To. But it seemed to me that the guy really like he actually believes at in his what core. Because from yeah. the clips I saw, he doesn't seem, from what I remember anyway, he doesn't well, he, seem like he he's 
he just gives a shit about what he's saying. He's just he saying just destroyed it. himself after that because it was just like well everything you said prior to this, even the stuff that I could try to understand it, it was your undermined. Point, it was undermined by this. Oh, and also at one point he said that millions of kids were on puberty blockers, and then Joe Rogan's assistant looked it up or someone was like, oh, it says here there were like forty nine hundred in the country last year, and he was like, oh well, I mean, and I was like, oh, so you just pulled something out of your ass to make your point. Uh-huh. So that's so again, that what I just said. So I went back and was just like, okay, so everything else you said you could have just pulled out of your ass to make your point yep. too and again it was bad usually was people bad. who are super religious do that because i'm sorry at least in christianity christianity is a series of ass pulls and then you have to pull logic out of writings that don't make sense <laughs> a good and so you're practicing your whole life doing that you apply that that type of thought process to everything else yeah i mean and i was i was glad that easy. I was glad that Rogan lit him up on that. I'm glad really that Rogan did something that old Rogan used to do. Really made him look like a fucking idiot on that. But it was just like, dude, you could have done that across the board. I mean, like, you could have started that with those same questions. Like, and I'm not trying to conflate the two, like gender and, and yeah. uh, sexuality, obviously not. But as far as the yeah. arguments go, like, some of the stuff he was saying or questions he had about the marriage argument with this guy, I was like, you could have had those same points come up in the, the, the trans argument you were having with them or question. It's about you know, you keeping asked. that same energy. It's really right. about keeping you, that same energy. So it's just as, as so, a host, as, it as is strong. top tier as he is, <laughs> he should even people he agrees with, he should research enough to be able to go, okay, I want to see if what happens if I push back. Right. Because that makes well, that pushes your own cognitive dissonance. I felt like he used to do that once in a while when I used to listen he to He did ago. before he was part of Spotify. So it was really annoying that he just kind of like <laughs> He was just listening to this guy say dumb shit and not going up. Well, okay. Um, Perfect anyway. example is when you watch him like before Ronda Rousey, when he used to like, you know, talk about UFC stuff and he would like criticize and like talk about a player. Um, but then when Ronda Rousey came out, he just, you can like, he has this bad habit. Like once he gets like those big starry eyes for something, a mm-hmm. topic or a person, he can't <laughs> question it. He yeah. just can't see himself, which is, you know what? Fine. Which, I mean, it's That's human. something I don't like about what he does, but I recognize when he does it. Because I do right. like when Joe Rogan tears into people. When he torn to Mencia, that was fucking brilliant. When he, Yeah, um, oh, that's good stuff. <laughs> that was just like, oh, because Mencia fucking deserved it. Right. Um, But it wasn't like he was neutral on that. All right, so the next thing, uh, the next thing I... Wanted to quickly touch on, did you see this story about this? Uh, this was just like the last day or two, this teacher in Arizona uh, that got fired because she had an OnlyFans page. I heard vaguely about it. Real, really weird. Like, I heard, saw the headline. Yeah, essentially the I mean, it's so not the like woman, she's fucking one of the students. No, but it's weird. So oh, no. she... <laughs> no, no, it's not. There's not really an oh no to it. It's just the whole the whole okay. scenario is just such a weird scenario. She's a, a teacher in uh, Arizona. Uh, she says, you know, she was not able to make ends meet. And her, I watched her little video. Really can't. Well, she says, I guess Arizona's the lowest paid teacher salary in the country, which I'm I would be surprised about. But she, you know, they were having trouble making ends meet, so her and her husband started an OnlyFans page. Well, really, her, but you know, her husband does videos with her, and. Okay. Uh, 
you know, know, she 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 kept saying her anonymous name because she made it, and it's not an anonymous name. She had a pseudonym. I was like, that's not an anonymous. That's not anonymous. That's just a pseudonym. And she showed her face. I'm assuming which she is did. She got in trouble. Her her face was in all the videos. Uh, fucking OnlyFans. I don't know. She said she blocked Arizona, uh, and she lives in Arizona. She had blocked users from I don't Arizona, know how that but works, so. well, I guess it's just it would just be do. a geo block. I mean, it would just I guess in the settings she could probably no say, no. Like, I mean, I get no. I get the mechanics of it. I just don't know. One, I don't know if OnlyFans has a ability to do that. And two, how many people in a state alone, or maybe a county, would just like not have a VPN or something? Yeah, I mean, it's gonna. There's, it's not even close to surefire, you know, to do it. Yeah, but and, I don't know. I, I guess mean, the story was somebody brought it up at school. They told her, you know, hey, you can resign, and we're not going to bring this up at the school board, and it, it won't go public. So she resigned. Then her and husband it went public. Well, her, I guess her husband was an at-will employee, so they just fired him straight up because they were of allowed course. to. And then like a couple days later, her socials for her her pseudonym, not her anonymous name, uh, started getting follows from teachers and uh, parents and other students. And she's <laughs> the like, school you know, board arrested her. The school board fired her just so they yeah. can fap to her. So then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can't pay you for working, but we'll pay you for a subscription. <laughs> so I guess in fairness, I guess she's leaning into it because she's like, well, I got to make money. My kids got to eat. So I'm just going to keep doing this, which she, she's Holy getting all this publicity shit. now. Right. So here's that was my stats. I'm like, oh, that's really fucked up. You know, I get it. Like, I guess if my kids teacher was doing internet porn, it would be kind of a strange thing for me too, but I wouldn't feel like she should lose her job or anything. No, but that's but, what I'm saying. Like, does that shit go to the kids? No. Like, like, then what the fuck does it matter? I don't care it if should, my teacher's a dominatrix. Here's the problem though. Like, <laughs> they oh shot no. a video in her classroom. <laughs> before or after the firing? <laughs> but, well, before. So no, I, mean, I know, I know. It's so just... it's like, so I'm watching. I, I like, I'm reading it. I'm like, oh yeah. This, I'm about to say you watching. You subscribed? No, 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 no. I didn't subscribe. <laughs> so, so I'm reading the article and I'm like, I feel bad for him. Like, oh, this sucks. That really sucks. It's too bad. You know, bad enough. This poor woman had to had to, uh, you know, start sex work. Which, if you want to do it, totally cool. I have no problem with that. I'm not. I don't want him to say it like that. But it seems like she felt she had to do it. She to had make to do the me, extra. I don't think it's, that's like. I'm so I feel so bad. This person has to get a second job in order to just live. Right. Yeah. That yeah. It, I don't. I don't feel somebody should have to feel forced into a second job or sex work because they need to do it to live. You know, if you want to do it, cool. That's awesome. Um, but but so I'm reading. I'm just like, oh, this sucks. And then it's like, oh, she made a video in the classroom. I'm like, yeah, that was a dumb. No, no move. that makes sense. No, <laughs> that was no. a stupid. Well, move. here's and that's another <laughs> thing with internet too, being a YouTube fucking consumer myself is that people feel like they have to just get bigger and better yeah bigger like i hope she took the consequence with grace because you know fine i i i thought for her until you told me that yeah that's the way i felt that's that's like yeah that's dude that was a dumb thing to do like at this point you kind of deserve to lose your job because you did something really stupid yeah like i I don't care that my teacher's fucking the kids that could affect the kids. Right. What if she well, squirts again, everywhere and little Susie sits on it and gets whatever <laughs> built up? Like, that's a problem. Well, I'm like, thinking in my head, like, it, I don't care. Like, if, what if, if my daughter if my, have a yeast infection? If my daughter's teacher has... <laughs> ew, it's so gross. Oh, it's so gross. I don't, I don't mind if my daughter's teacher is shooting internet porn on the side. It's like, I'd be like, eh, okay. It's my, my, maybe it seems... 
makes me feel a little uncomfortable, but that's me. It's not, you know, it's yeah, not that's her. not a hurt. That's just that's my not a, that's weirdness. A it's a weird, see anything. But if she's fucking on the desk where my my daughter is sitting each day, now I'm a little yeah. bit like, eh, like I don't know. Just, if that's ima- okay. just like fucking imagine like your kid brings you the test. It's like, <laughs> yeah, I got an A, and you're like, I'm going to put this on the fridge, and all of a sudden one day, it like, like semen. Why does the yeah, why in the hell? Why does my kitchen smell like? See what the hell's going on? <laughs> it's just that magical now, little. So I watched I watched her video her her she did two videos like basically no not the sex videos I watched her her apology videos <laughs> oh you just walking yourself into that I didn't have to make a joke she like, she and and like she does seem to be taking the grace like yeah I know I did something dumb I, I got you know it is what it is but like I want I don't want people who are harassing me now I don't want that to stop you know in my area and, which I oh, get fuck like, those I, fucking people well at that no, point it's like the, those are the real psychos on the internet what's she what's she gonna do like, she's she got gonna, her punishment what she's what else do she, you need to do but there's nothing she can do about that these people are people are gonna harass her it's like fucking ridiculous well, no, that's what i'm saying it's the internet those are the real psychos of the internet so i just i just found it to be an interesting story and i i that is I, again but, at least but she wasn't fucking a student that is no because like my friend my one of my one of my buddies have I I've told you about my best friends? Have I told you about my best friends on the podcast before? I think I have. My history Maybe. of best friends. Well, okay, so I, I know about the one where you had a best friend that you realized as an adult that they were abusive to you. Okay, well that's that was when I was a kid. No, my my adult best friends have been. Uh, my first best friend was. Uh, I, I stopped. I, we kind of lost. I don't want to get into the stories, but uh, he was later uh, arrested for oh, trying to solicit over the vaccine stuff. Like you, like had arg- argument with oh over oh yes yeah. another another friend another friend that was different no my my three <laughs> like when I through through my adulthood phases I had three like kind of best friends my first one was arrested for trying to solicit what he thought was a fourteen year old online for sex but it ended up being a police officer gross yeah gross uh, my second gross. one uh, I was friends with him and his wife uh, his wife came home and he was in bed with another woman in their house I'm still friends with his wife she's awesome not friends with him anymore. Which isn't a big deal. Okay, fine. He cheated on her, but then uh, he married this girl and was later arrested for domestic violence. Uh, for, uh, oh, that's a good reason to not against, be his friend anymore. Yeah, like, against the his thing wife. Is between you and your spouse, I, right? Like, right. Uh, so we kind of lost touch, and uh, then he because again, I was kind of in the middle of the two of them. I was friends with both, and I was kind kind of took her side. Like, okay, you cheated on her, and she's cool, and I like her, so. I guess I'm taking her side on this, but anyway. And then he also, I don't know if this is true, but uh, I ran into an old boss we shared a while ago, and he said that he, uh, my friend, apparently stole like 50 grand from the store he was working at, and like fled to California. I don't know if that's true, but anyway. And then my third friend, kind of, uh, am I going to become a psycho I don't know. now? I don't know, maybe. So my third friend, he, uh, <laughs> he uh, w- became a teacher, and he was arrested for having sex with a student in the classroom. Male with a with a, a young girl, so I don't have a good track record with friends. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm thinking. You're fu- I think you're podcast. fine. Yeah, we we need to end this. I don't. Yeah. Think, it's not a curse. There's no. I think before my brain fucking melts and I become some kind of weird fucking Kanye esque weirdo. <laughs> so I don't um, know. So yeah, yeah, different. She wasn't having sex with students. She was having sex with her husband in her classroom. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, no, it's just so many times I hear that shit in the news, like, you know, yeah, it's hot female teacher has an affair, quote well, unquote, with young 12 year old student. Like, uh, it's not an affair if he's 12, 12 it no. is 
Uh, rape. Rape. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we could we could get into that, but it's been talked about before the difference between you know when it's a an older woman and a younger boy or man yeah. boy, yeah, and uh, an older no, a man and a young girl. It's there's you know obviously it it's treated differently when it shouldn't be. Um, but I don't know. Uh, I mean, I <laughs> we guess we should. You were not touching the topic today. No, I don't want to this touch is that the topic, topic today. This Dude, is the well, topic today, uh, man. I. I still have stuff on my list to talk about that I, I wanted to. This is just catch up. up. This is a catch up episode. This is a catch up episode. Uh, oh, I wanted your take on this because our kids go to the same school district. My uh, my neighbor talk talks is uh, I see him at the bus stop every morning. I saw him, saw him last week and he goes, "Yeah, I got I got called to the principal's office." And I was like, "Oh, what happened?" So I guess his his son was playing cops and robbers on the playground and was doing finger guns, you know, like bang bang with their finger. And they got called into the principal's office over this. And I was kind of, I didn't know how to feel about it. Because at once I was like, what? And then on the side, I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Am I being too, I don't know, lenient with this? Like, what's the big deal? Or is it a big deal? I I agree with you, um, with your feeling on it, personally. Um, Okay, so I get that somebody said, well, you know, they could... They could perceive it as a threat. First of all, the only people who do that thing, weird finger gun threat thing, like as an actual threat, are unhinged Ooh. adults yeah. and teenagers. Those are the only ones that do that. Little yeah, kids these are do not go, I'm going to take a Glock and shoot you. They just right. don't do that. They pretend to be Red Hood. They pretend to be um, John Wick. They pretend to be all these fucking sure. superheroes we have with guns. Well, and or, uh, uh, they're using a Star Wars blaster since we can't pick up sticks and do it, or we can't bite a sandwich and it just so happens to look like it. Right. No, that's a good point. Like we, um, we just he, can't do that shit. So his his father, my neighbor, is a, a police officer, and that's their yeah. like oh, they're very and we like you know, police culture. Police so we're known to have guns. Yeah. Sure. Well, it's it's ingrained. So it's obviously ingrained in, in the the his his kid there because he's you know he's in the, the the police culture at home and you know there i don't want to get into the pol- the political side of it but you know he's a policeman so he's big on police culture yeah. and his kid's gonna kind of get that from him too and that's just you know he was a police officer for halloween i think this year or last year no he's a ninja this year he's police officer last year like a swat officer and everything so it's just part of but a swat like, officer even worse well <laughs> a police officer would be fine no i don't want to get i don't want to get into that shit because we've already had <laughs> enough know, political conversation today but the, the core of it is like the kid running around on the playground doing finger guns playing cops with with his friends yeah, that's bullshit i don't maybe there's more to the story i don't know maybe there was other stuff that went on well but okay at his if, face i was just I like will, is that a big deal like do we need yeah, to just call hearing parents about in? it hearing it from face value from you know your second hand account sure or your third hand account third hand yeah um would be, I think is bullshit, um, that they even had to, uh, whoever the supervisor was should have asked if there was a problem to the children. If the children go, no, because children do that, have though. diarrhea of the mouth, and they were just playing, proceed. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe you're right. Maybe like, there may I have just, been a kid that felt threatened or said something. If it was just the kids just playing on the playground with each other, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Again, cares? my son... Is into Star Wars. Yeah, oh, Star I know. Star Wars has fantasy shit, but guess what? I, they also have. If he playing Han Solo, he's gonna use a blaster. Well, I mean, even aside from the blaster, like your kids have come over and our kids have played Star Wars, and they're like using things as lightsabers, you know? Yeah, like weapons we in don't general. Pull kids in the thing. For, now I know we don't have a problem with people going to schools with swords. 
But swords and knives are a fucking thing. That's what I mean. Like, I'm sorry. Is it much in different? In inner cities, stabbings are a big fucking problem. And Canada. Europe, stabbings are a big fucking problem. Yeah, Canada, that, there was that stabbing spree not that long ago. I don't know. And so we don't, when kids pretend to have swords and sharp, like, knives, like, pretending to, right. we don't say shit. Teachers don't say shit. Shouldn't. And I get it. You're scared. Maybe we shouldn't. I'm uh, going to politicize it again, so I'm going to pull back from that one. But <laughs> the problem is probably bigger than school level. If people are so scared that a little child playing yeah. with their friend using finger guns becomes a threat. Yeah, we're, talk- we're talking about a seven-year-old again. It's not even a fifth grader. We're talking about yeah. a seven-year-old. Anyway, like, um, speaking of, uh, I was talking about Halloween. Do you, do you guys have a good Halloween? We haven't really, we didn't really connect on Halloween. Uh, Halloween is generally my favorite holiday, but it seems like. Did you do uh, the doll, the, the doll face makeup on your daughter? Um, I did. My daughter, she had freckles and like puppet mouth. People thought she was a clown because she wanted more makeup on her face. <laughs> you, have me a, you have a picture? Stuff all over. You have to send um, me a I picture. Do. Yeah, I want to say. All right. Yeah, my um, kids. My, son my kids was Darth Vader. Um, that's he. Wanted, oh, you, you mentioned. Yeah, and, I thought he was going to be Kylo Darth Ren. Vader. He was. I couldn't find a Kylo Ren oh, okay. costume to save my fucking life. Well, and you I, again. I, he wanted to be Kylo Ren, not not. Uh, no, he wanted. Sorry, he wanted to be Ben Solo, not Kylo Ren. That's what he wanted was. to be Ben Solo specifically. Yeah, and right. He was, he was expecting <laughs> me to straighten his fucking hair for that. I was oh like, yeah, no, I get a wig. Couldn't get a wig for his child head. Um, and he finally, he does have clothes that look like Ben Solo's, but I would have to rip it and they're really nice clothes and I don't want to rip them. Yeah. No, um, so I said, Kylo Ren couldn't find Kylo Ren and even worse. So when he got his Darth Vader costume, cause he was fine with it. He was actually super stoked for it. It had like, it did the breathing thing. It had a hard face helmet, but he couldn't see out of it. So instead I painted his face white and gave him like all the weird wrinkles and shit. Oh, that's and cool. And he was just. He was just Darth Vader with an afro, like the fire, the lava just never caught his hair or just turned <laughs> into an afro. It looked no, pretty that's cool, awesome. no, to I like be it. honest. Like he, my son even stopped making facial expressions and just looked really serious and angry. Like he played the role. That's awesome. But that he went to a Halloween party like that. And he was like, I don't want paint on my face anymore. It's getting all over the place. So right. you know what? That's fine. So the second time he did it and he wore the mask for a while and then he had like a, cl- a felt one that he could see through and a hard one that he could wear in pictures. Oh, that's even better. Um, and he had a great time. My daughter was just so energetic. It was ridiculous. And I was still <sighs> suffering a toothache. Yeah, that can't be fun. Halloween. It was a month, an entire month of this tooth problem, which the root went straight into my sinuses. Like it ended under my eye cavity. Yeah, I mean, going out to under my eye cavity. It was it was huge. a it was cold. It was a little damp and rainy out. It was not <laughs> a pleasant night to be out in pain. Yeah, like we did five miles. We we didn't we did what we do every year, which is we just did our our development. Like we did the there's two okay. cul-de-sacs and then the main street, and like it took us about an hour and a half, two hours, and the kids were like, "We're tired." Um, my son was Stitch. Uh, it was okay. Just, just a random, I don't know why he picked, he likes Stitch, but, and then my, my daughter was Sarah Sanderson from Hocus Pocus, but the costume oh, wasn't man. great. Yeah, but here's, the, so like, they had really nice adult costumes online. You're utilizing her blonde hair. We did. So, but everybody thought she was a princess because it, like, the costume oh, just looked like a princess it just... outfit. It didn't look Got like, you. so, but she, Seriously. we did like, you know what? Yeah. we did like the dark makeup around her eyes and, the mole. and stuff and the mole and like, she had her hair, we uh, frizzed her hair. 
so it was all frizzy That's long blonde hair. I would love to, I would definitely she was happy. See that? Yeah. She, she. I'm about to say, if she had a good time, that's all that really matters. Yeah, but. she had a great time. I remember. I, I used to love. Oh, I loved. I loved Halloween. We need to do one year Halloween together. We do. Well, I and I asked my mom. So my mom used to make my costumes when I was a kid. She was fantastic. And mm-hmm. I, she said, she said next year I'll make the kids costumes if they want me to make them. And if my wife agreed and was okay with that mm-hmm. too. My so, dad made used to make my costumes. Yeah, my mom made dope as great fun. costumes. Like she sewed everything. She was fantastic at it. She did these amazing costumes. I won a couple costume costume contests when I was a kid. I mean, I had <laughs> one year I was Speedy Gonzalez, so that wasn't you know that would go over well now. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a friend who did brownface. <laughs> yeah, no, you're a mess. this year for this year. <laughs> no, no, you. I oh no, no, no! I didn't do brownface. I <laughs> no, had a mask. Just... I didn't do brownface. Oh, okay. She she fine, made a mask. Fine. She actually she used to make costumes and she'd make felt masks that were amazing. Okay. So good. Oh, okay. I was imagining uh, painted and with the fake. No, version. no, she made. You know, when I think about it, there were these it, felt masks with like foam in them, so they're really hot. <laughs> it was a very hot oh costume. Oh god! She did Speedy Gonzalez. I was uh, Tasmanian Devil one year, Darkwing Duck one year. She made these amazing costumes. That's dope. Okay, you just she made me that Darkwing hat. Yeah, she made me the Darkwing hat. And then, oh, my last, the last costume I remember when I think I was like in high school, I might have been a junior. I don't even know if I should say this because it's, it be, it's going to be taken so poorly now. I was a terrorist one year. It was before 9-11. <laughs> I, was a, I was a terrorist. And I was like... I'm sorry. I was like... This, I did like the stereotypical oh, uh, movie terrorist costume. Like I had yeah. like the robe and like a long beard. And I made dynamite with construction paper. And I, I rang people's that- doorbells and I went, trick or bomb! <laughs> it was terrible. So bad. You know what? That You know what? No. Because you know nowadays, yes, I get it. But we are literally from the time that when no, 9-11 that's what I'm saying. fucking happened. It was before 9-11, 9/11 at happened, the time. It was the way a we, joke. The way, yeah, the way we dealt with it. If you remember like the plethora of Flash games, that literally was like terrorist joke games. There were so yeah. many of them. Yeah, there were a lot and of that's there were a lot of bad things that came up. Um, what was the, uh, the puppet? People... The puppeteer that everybody fucking likes, Jeff Jeff Dunham. Jeff Dunham. Yep. His one of his yeah, biggest Dunham. characters. That's true. Is a fucking terrorist. Yeah, you're right. So like a dead terrorist, like, a skeleton. Like people, people who who don't get like that that type of humor in my in my opinion, either don't care and it just makes them uncomfortable and they're just going to react, right? Or or love to ignore context. Yeah, it's we, not I. If I don't find it funny, which I only find it funny because of how awkward it is, I don't <laughs> find the joke itself funny. But I do find the awkwardness of the situation funny, especially no. in hindsight. Yeah, no, seeing your sense. adult self going, "Ooh, that was in bad taste." Yeah, it was not. That's a good, funny to me. At the time, it was funny, and that well, I mean, I thought it was funny. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. <laughs> I don't have, know if everybody. I did, wouldn't have but. found it funny then. I don't find terrorist jokes necessarily funny. Like I find most things funny, and yeah. but I find that due to context, anything can be funny. But you have to be a master craft at what the joke you're making is, because if sure. you're not good at the joke, it will just be offensive. Yeah, if I don't it's know offensive if I was good at the and joke. funny, I like the thing. If it's I was offensive good at it. and funny, I can deal with it. I'd like to think I was good at it at the time. I didn't know um, any better. I was a kid. But you you mentioned um, winning contests, like do your mom making costumes, my dad. So I, I was doing a lot of thinking, and I said this in a, in a podcast that no one else will ever hear. Um, and I told the story to my best friend, and I love the story. So my dad used to make my costumes, and he made me Batman one year. 
and I mean like Michael Keaton Batman. He used to take remember like the old I think it was Pepsi when it was you know it had the red white and blue it was the white ribbon with the red white and blue across it. Yep. And it had the little black top on the bottom. He found out that that's not part of the bottle, so he took it off and he made the body oh, and yeah. turns out of that out of the black part of that. Why did they have the that thing. black thing on the bottom? I have What's no the point. Of I that? guess I don't know. I have no idea what that was. It was just an extra piece of plastic. It was never attached either. Yeah, that's weird. I, I forgot about that. In. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yep. Anyway, Most go ahead. Did. <laughs> but yeah, he he made the body armor from Batman Returns out of that. And that's he made, awesome. He took like a bike helmet. He shaved out the um, plastic on the inside, and he created out of that and plaster the bat the mask. Like I have an old picture. He made the gauntlets. He put sticks inside of the cape and then made the cape. So when I opened it, it like turned rigid. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Like so that takes talent Batman too. Made me super happy. My dad's so he would just be at work since he worked on taking care of the development, the developmentally disabled. So when he was done taking care of them, he wiped them, did whatever he had to do. He they would go to sleep. He just sew and put this all together. Yeah, that's, and he but, would like but he I mean, would just the guards for my sneakers. He, the mechanics he just set of that. me up. Oh yeah, he set it up. I had batarangs. I was set. So I went to this um to this 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 it wasn't at school. I can't vaguely remember it. It was in Holland Falls. There was this um this this costume contest and I remember it. I think this is why I'm a little off put by clowns now. Um there was a clown there and he was preceding the the whole thing and it was, you know, we were going down and made it to the last two. And it was me as Batman, which I was scared because I was tiny. And then there was a yeah. boy dressed up as a woman. And like he had like the he I remember the dress. It was like this black okay. dress with like red lace, huge breasts. But it was so this was, little boy just kind of like like a three year old boy. Pause for a second. What? So this was a a a, a young oh, it was a three year old? Yeah. Was really, a really little kid. boy in drag. Had been as around his three, maybe four. Yes. Okay, had so heels, this, had the hair, everything. This makes me think. This brings me to another point. So I, I, I saw somebody posting. I've seen a couple posts recently. People talking about mm-hmm. these drag shows that are kid friendly and like, oh my god, yeah. like bitch, didn't you watch? My wife said, didn't you watch Mrs. Doubtfire when you were a kid? Uh huh. Like, That's what I'm fucking saying. Yeah. So my like, thing is, they're they're more so put scared by the push of the sexual narrative of it because drag shows have an inherently sexual nature to it. Okay, but they well, can't articulate that there's a difference between that and just you know the the showiness of it. Right. Like, okay. The so there's version. That's just different. Uh, the very there's a difference between the two. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah there's, there's a, a difference between. If you're doing a, a, a show with kids in drag and you're you're uh, have overt sexual things going on, I don't care if you're in drag or if it was actual women uh, or men or whatever. Yeah, that that's a that's a whole different issue. But like, just men in drag around the kids is not. It, what do they think it's going to turn their kid into a drag queen? Like, I, I don't know. Well, well, here here here's a perfect example that I will I will parallel. I didn't mean to that. hijack. You're your story, not okay sorry. with that, but I'm sure the same type of motherfuckers are okay with their kid going to the family restaurant known as Hooters. <laughs> we thought Fucking that Hooters. shit was funny in Big Daddy. Uh, Hooters, yeah, because sure. you know we're yeah. just helping kids practice. To just becoming addicted to going to strip clubs. Yeah. Because that's yeah. perfectly fucking well, dude, fine, We've right? talked about strip clubs before and how uh, we don't understand them. And Hooters is another level. Like, that's even, like, more yeah, I just, why. <laughs> you know what? I genuinely like the food there. Or I didn't. I haven't been to a Hooters that was in the forever. Only thing. I didn't give a shit about the 
scantily clad women. It was weird. It was awkward. You just liked their food. You just yeah, like the hamburger. I don't like my dick hard and I eat. I don't like to eat and have my dick hard. I just Me neither. That's, my brain doesn't work that way. There's too much blood going into too many places. But anyway, so Sorry. it was me and and the 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 the, the little the little girl boy. I, I can't cuz it was a little boy. The joke was that it was a little boy. That I remember at okay. least as a kid that's the way I put it together cuz I knew it was a little boy cuz I think I knew him. I'm sure that little boy grew up to be so tormented. He was just terrified I, of the rest know, of his I hope life and didn't really, know what was I, I happening. Really, oh. <laughs> I'm I hope that kid had a really good life. I don't remember the kid, but I remember the kid just kind of looking a little bewildered. But the costume yeah. was funny. It was just like like over-exaggerated. Like they gave the, – the mother is the one who put it together and thought it was cute. A three-year-old like with breast is funny. Large, Come on. Yeah, he had ridiculously like for this tiny child, a ridiculously large breast, a ridiculously large ass. The dress was crazy, and it wasn't sexualized. It was just looked like a right. like a a forty year old, not a forty, a fifty year old woman from church. That's what yeah, the watch kid it, looked buddy. like. <laughs> watch it, forty year old. Watch it. Right. So you say that, so, and then you go, "Oh wait, that's now." <laughs> it, it looked like a church lady. It looked like a church lady, like a stereotypical black church lady. That's awesome. And so the, the clown, and I'm going to mimic the clown because I can remember the, with his voice. Now, mind you, I'm standing next to this man, and I'm I'm just like I'm uncomfortable. But was the I'm was the clown Batman like the MC? Yeah, he was the MC. Okay, he it. was like he was kind of dressed like a mime a little bit, like the suspenders and the black and white strip stripes. But he had like hairy arms, and he was sweating under the grease paint because it was hot. It was a gym. So and weird. I'm just like, so and I remember weird. like looking at the hairs on his arm, like I'm hyper analyzing this because yeah. I'm scared, hey. but I can't be scared because I'm Batman. <laughs> so I have to like stay so like stoic, but I'm terrified and I'm already scared of, of crowds. So like the guy comes up, he was like, now introducing our last two finalists, Batman. And I can't remember what he said for the little kid. And I'm just standing there and I'm just looking at him. And my dad goes, go on, little nigga. And he's like, pushes me along. Wait, did he actually say that? He just, no, he didn't, but he likes it. He thinks it's funny that that's how I present how he said it. My dad was super soft. I don't know why I find it. He was just like, unless he was yelling at me, like specifically, (laughs) he was usually very soft spoken. He was just like, you you got this. You can go on. That's how oh, he man. really said it. This but my brain translated. He just cussed me out and just told me to go. I have another tangent I want to go on now. It's, ugh, oh, okay. Oh, I'm almost done. I'm sorry. No, I'm, um, I'm, and, it's and, not I, your story so, that's interfering. It's the fact oh. that we were, we've were we been recording for forever now. We haven't even started our topic. And I, I don't I want this episode you, this to go too long. This is the catch-up episode. We're not starting the topic. Fuck it. Oh, you don't want to we do the topic at all? We haven't recorded for like three weeks. Oh, okay. So we're going to just completely n- not do a topic this, is, this episode. This is – this is the equivalent, in my mind, this has become the equivalent of our clip show. Okay. All right. That's fair. I'm okay with that. <laughs> we did 10, 10 episodes. Our 11th episode is a clip show because we fucking skipped out due to. Well, this is 10. This will be 10. illness. This will be episode 10. So I that thought, actually works thought, out well. Oh, no. Yeah. This is the actual episode 10. So that actually is perfect. It's episode, episode 10. Episode 1 is our pilot. It's our it's our uh, it's our catch up show our, episode ten. Our intro, our, yeah, so I apologize for no actual topics, but what's more like our episodes than not actually reaching the topic <laughs> at all? Yeah, yeah, that's that's like quintessential <laughs> us. That's perfect. All right. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. But yeah, no, so yeah, I won. I actually won, and it was like one of the only things I ever won in my entire life. And I don't remember what I fucking won. I think my dad has a trophy or something. I remember what I won. I got a bunch of candy. I won a, and, a gift card to the Orange Plaza. Oh, cool. Yeah. When it was alive. 
when it was live. This was so long. It was uh, the old mall. In Caldors is still there. Yep, it was. Absolutely was. And I actually think I remember what Kmart. I got with it. Um, what the hell was the name of that game? It was this game with uh, monsters in it. It was an NES game. I can't remember the name of it. Uh, it was this game where oh, you wait, were, was it like you were, you were this kid, little kid that and then you like turned a into a monster crosses and the monster? Yeah, I remember. The, I, God, now I'm Monster Party. Yeah. Monster Party. That was it. That was the game. Yeah. That was the game I, I got with my uh, uh, gift I could card. not beat that game. I couldn't um, either. Oh, I mean, I couldn't beat most NES games. They were never. Yeah, true. They were never really. I beat Nightmare on Elm Street, though. I was proud of myself. That game is hard. I don't think I ever played that. I played the Friday the Thirteenth game. and It was impossible. Oh, I just gave up on impossible. that. Anyway, sorry. Finish um, your but, story. Sorry. Yeah. So yeah, I won. I won this. I won the thing, and the memory that stuck with me was just this sweaty, hairy clown with the high pitched voice, and it just reached uncanny valley for me. <laughs> And so whenever I think of costume contests, that's what I think of. Clowns and people in wonder just, why clowns aren't scary. It's just like because they're uncanny valley. They're weird. I had uh, I had pictures. Actually, I don't think it was over my crib. I think it was over my brother's crib where these weird, mm-hmm. creepy clown pictures. And that's why I don't like clowns because there were these creepy pictures in his room that scared me. Uh, yeah. Wow, clowns are just fucking. You know what? Th- it's funny. Um, I was watching a, a video, a horror video talking about creepy clowns because, you know, it's. And then, and their whole clown community is pissed off about clowns, and they're always like, you know, um, you see them on the news going, clowns aren't like that, and this is that. And like, look, here's my thing: clown is a is a job. Yeah, it's yeah. an entertainment job. It should never it, be a community. That's like me going. Yeah, it's hey, a different thing. <laughs> I work at Target. Target is my community. Oh, yeah, it's funny. I, I don't oh. want to make a culture out of being a Target employee. Speaking of communities. My daughter the other day uh, asked me if I knew what a furry was. <laughs> no! She did. And I was like, wait, what? She's like, do you know what a furry is? And I was like, do you know what a furry is? And good, she, good answer. She was like, oh, it's somebody who likes, they like animals and they like to dress up as animals. I was like, don't talk about furries, okay? I was like, it's not, It's. A, I'll tell you when you're older. Yeah, because... The that was is, and it's that so was a test bad. for me. Yeah, well, no, that was because that's it's so bad when it, when you bring that up because you can't disassociate the furry community with non sexual shit. Like, no, you, you can't. can't. You can't. Well, well, I mean, I've said before, like I try to be really, I'm really open and honest with my daughter when she asks me things. I usually just answer her. And this was one where I was, you know, what we were actually we were at IHOP with my dad. Uh, and okay. so I had the excuse at the time to be like, yeah, we're not going to talk about that right now. So I guess I kind of used that, but I, I don't think I would have answered or told them the truth anyway. It was just in a really, it really up pushed way, my it's just limit. Going, it's just going, honey, furry is bestiality adjacent. <laughs> <laughs> then she'd ask me what that is. <laughs> and bestiality is exactly what you said, honey. <laughs> Somebody like... When a mommy or a daddy likes an animal a little too much, a little too much, a little more than they're supposed to, it was such when an a awkward pet thing. Becomes for... really part of the family. Just like so I need fun. to pay, I need that's to pay so better fun. attention to those YouTube videos she's watching. Where else oh, she heard it? You know what's really fucked up? The first time I heard the word furry wasn't even on the internet. Where was it? It was from Rockadoodle. I don't even know what that is. I don't like. It was a Don Bluth film. I'm about a oh, little kid. He was on a Don farm Bluth. and it was a cartoon chart, like a cartoon rooster. Um, he stopped. He, he was an Elvis impersonator. 
Okay. He stopped um, crowing, so the sun never came out. So these evil owls came and turned the little kid into a cat. And the first thing this little kid says, and it's so muffled the way he says it because his voice acting is really bad, because, oh my God, I'm a folly. <laughs> and I was just like, I always thought he said, I'm all furry. But I swear, it, it just, when you hear it, he says, I'm a furry. I don't know. You'd have to look and figure out the origins of the word <laughs> and line yeah. up the time frame. Maybe that's where it I started. I don't want to go that far. I yeah, really I don't want to go, go that far because it's going to lead into like the artist from Ren and Stimpy and I'm just terrifying to me. Yeah. Ugh. And just, uh, I don't did, need did I, that on did, my mind. Did I tell you I finished watching the Michael Che show? You, you gave me some hints that you did. Oh yeah, I finished, uh, dude. Text. So good. It was so good. So, <laughs> so many, good. so funny. But it was another one of those shows where, like, there are times where I'm like, "Am I allowed to think this is funny?" <laughs> you know. Well, it's hard. Here's for the me. thing. It's hard being for, a white, for guy. white guy. For white guys, and then I say this to my white guy friends: as long as you have that little twinge, you're good. You can laugh. Okay, <laughs> that's how All I right. feel. If you that's have that fair. little twinge, that means you are self aware. <laughs> if you're fair. not self aware. You are you are one step away from being a uh, that that one guy. Everybody has him. He works a forklift. He's a white <laughs> dude that chain smokes and drinks. That yep. um that that you know says nigga all the time at home. Yeah. Oh and yeah. He's just one step there. from just saying it on the street. He raps every Eminem lyric just because he can. So like, perfect like if you th- have those those minimal traits, that's fine. But when you put them all together, it makes that guy. <laughs> Well, see, this is a perfect example. So the the one episode, and I I'm not even gonna say it out loud. Where there's the werewolf spoof. Right? Oh, but I love the werecoon. Yes, I love the werecoon. <laughs> the call, the call they do. I'm like, after I finished watching it, I so badly wanted to just walk around saying that, and I'm like, I can't, I can't. Oh, uh, it was so was funny. Hootie who or ooh, oh, it was one of those two. It was no, I can't, uh, I can't do it. It's, it's been a month since I've seen it, so I don't have it readily in my. It was like, it was similar, way, but you, yeah, but I, it's it's the actual but yeah, word. It was a stereotypical. <laughs> that was the call. Oh, was, it was the cuckoo, word? Wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, it was so funny though. That like it was in my Actually, head the no. whole day. As a white guy, you don't fully understand. It was not the word. He was not saying coon. I couldn't tell what he was saying. He was going, was cuckoo! That's oh, a I thought sound. Was, I thought that he was is, saying that the whole is quite, That is literally a hood sound. No, I know that, but I thought, but, I thought but he was actually saying... it's been stereotypicalized. No, no. It's stereotypicalized <laughs> into it was in the back of my head. thing. It was in the back of my head the whole day. I kept wanting to say it, and oh. I was like, I can't say it. I can't say that. <laughs> no. And that. now I've never seen it from that perspective, but that's hilarious if that was. But, like, can you imagine if I was out like, in public and it, like, just came to my head and oh, I just you would said fuck, it really loud? You would fuck yourself up. You I know. That's what I mean. It's up. dangerous. It's dangerous for me to to, to, like, to, <laughs> to watch. It was so good, though. The show was so good. It was so funny. Oh, man. Like, I have, uh, I, I just, I, I love that show so much. Like, from the first episode, I knew that I was going to love that epi- that show. Well, as you told Michael me. Che, the, oh, was I going? You, you had told me the second season was even better, and it was. The second season was even funnier than the first season. It was just so good. It was just, and it was like just the like so. The connecting story was perfect. It found its, like, groove perfect from job, the beginning. And perfect job, you know, meshing all the storylines, all those skits together. It was just really smartly written very smartly intelligent like every line i just felt like that's the perfect line perfect way line for that that scenario if, i couldn't think of a funnier I was to line just 
if okay, if you were to suggest an a, a skit from that show to somebody to introduce them to the show, what skit would you choose? There were quite a few. I really, I really liked the bank skit where the the dude gets the Black Panthers to go with him to the bank because uh, uh, he, he says they're racist <laughs> and won't get him alone. And then his idea is a giant, that is a really giant umbrella. <laughs> so funny. And you hear somebody in the back go, we're in Arizona. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. <laughs> that was great. Uh, the one with the, the dude that's the like, NASA this is astronaut. Our audience. Yeah. Like this is to our audience <laughs> that we're suggesting this. Yeah. The one, the one with the, the dude that was the NASA astronaut getting interviewed by the kids. Was hilarious. Oh, that that guy is fucking <laughs> guy, hilarious. His oh, he delivery was great. is amazing. Uh, the one he did where he's uh, the boss at the at that the, is the episode. That is the also skit I would suggest to people. Also excellent. I would suggest skit. that skit to people. <laughs> that guy was okay, great. So just in that so skit we know, too. the boss episode. The boss episode is essentially he's disparaging mental health days, but right. he refuses to take a mental health day. That's as right, far as yeah. I'm going with that. Fantastic Just, skit. Oh. <laughs> it was great. Such a good skit. Um, but yeah, the show is so good. But those, I guess, three, did I say? Those three were all fantastic. Like, just if, top, cream if of the crop, three, great. If I had to choose three, that one would definitely be my top one. The um, the Num Num <laughs> is another one I would suggest. No, no! <laughs> <laughs> Wayne Brady... Always, he Wait, always Brady's sends it great. over when you let him just go all out from his like clean good. Well, that that like, wasn't even just a single skit. That was kind of throughout the whole episode. It was a continuous. Came back to it, yeah. So, well, so that was funny. the thing, and here's the thing: there, there's a lot of um detail put into it because the character that was that talks to him at the end of the skit was in the beginning of the skit. If oh, you I didn't even notice it, that he was he the one was that says he was the at the beginning. game. Yes, so at the end. He's oh, there. Okay. Yeah, I didn't he's even notice that. Be- he's in That's the smart. beginning. That's so smart. they did that really well. Um, and if I had, and this this was an in-between skit, but it's another one I would put, was when he tricked all his ex-girlfriends to come, <laughs> to come over. and fix him. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> I was just like, that is so good. It was really that good. That is a good skit. And Same that shows thing. a lot that was... of self-awareness on Michael Chase's point. And that was also. they were tearing into him. Yeah, that was also throughout the episode. It was just multiple po- yeah. touch points throughout the episode. So it wasn't even just one skit. It was the whole episode kind of laid that out. It was um, so funny. But I knew, because HBO Max is, has become my favorite streaming service. Wait till um, they uh, merge I, with Discovery. And you get all the 90-day yeah, stuff, just fuck too. it all up. It'll all get fucked up. Oh, fuck <laughs> you! It remind me of that. I don't um, even want to get started on that. Um... But it is so far right now my favorite streaming service, even though it's not like user friendly at all. Um, I love the stuff I get it, but I grew up on HBO, so I, I guess the kind of stuff that they right. put out is what I would like normally. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, there's um, HBO's got a, a lot of good stuff. Uh, I mean, just like the Harley Quinn series is great. I love John Oliver's oh, show. Good. I watch that every week. Um, there's a lot of really good stuff on HBO. There's there's a lot of stuff that I want to watch that I haven't even gotten to yet. Right? So what I like the way I feel about it, although um Netflix, even though it's it is kind of shitty right now, I love Guillermo del Toro's Cabinet of Curiosity. I was just gonna bring that up. It's on my list. I haven't watched it yet. Is it good? It is. I'm I think I'm at one more episode. The one I would say su- I suggest two episodes to you because you don't have to watch them linearly. 
Okay. Because it pretty much, as um, a mutual friend of ours put it, it's goosebumps for adults. Oh, that's perfect. And it really yeah, is. That's perfect. That's perfect. Um, but one of them is, um, oh my god, I'm gonna end up watching um, all Pickman's I think, model. six anyway. Yeah. Pikmin's okay. model, which is one I would suggest. That's a like probably the best Lovecraft adaption I've seen in a long time. Okay, I'll check and it out. And I'll make that the, the first viewing. One the viewing is hands down my favorite. Okay. And it's really because it's it's very similar to it's it's made by it's directed by Panos Cosmatos, I think that's how you say it, or Panos Cosmatos or whatever. Um he directed um Mandy. So okay. it has that same visual flair and it's all, very minimal. And all, I tend to like very minimal things. Well, I mean the the those horror anthology series in general are just a good thing to to do because they're always good yeah. like they're they're very rarely not good you know there are uh, the, some the creep show tales from the crypt ah, very no. true. but creep show with tales from the crypt and painful... uh, did you watch the bill burr one did i ever do we ever talk about that one bill burr did a horror oh. anthology that on like foo foo fooby what, what's that channel Tubi. With, like Tubi with the 10 minute episodes or whatever what is that was that i'm Tubi? gonna check that out i think i I think I know what you. Those were really good because I, I put them on my radar. Yeah, I like I I search for horror anthologies. I'll I go to, out of my way to search for them. I'll have to look for the title of the exact title. But yeah, Bill Burr was the host for this horror anthology, and they did like ten huh. episodes. They were like ten minutes each. They were really good. Okay, short, quick to the point. There's like lots two of guest stars. Horror. There's yeah. the American. There was the one that was on um, the the one the, the Quibi. There was one that was on Quibi. That was like America, the Fifty States of Horror. That was okay. a horror anthology. That was actually probably the I don't one think I saw that one. Few good things that was on Quibi. Um, um, as I said, Cabinet Curiosities. Just so you know, the viewing the the main reason why I like it, and I I'll admit I like it because I like this person. Eric Andre is in it. Oh, I like Eric Andre. And I love Eric Andre. So <laughs> the Eric Andre show is like so good. Viewing. And he plays, he essentially plays the straight man, but then he just turns into straight Eric Andre. Like, Good. He has like, to be. That's that's why, um, that's him at his best. And, and it's Robocop. Robocop's in it. The original Robocop is a character in that episode. I can't um, remember his name. When I see his name, I know it, but I Yeah, oh yeah, me too. Think it was, it's a very easy name. I'll, I'll watch that one first then. I mean, I'll, like I said, yeah, I'll end up watching the whole, the whole set. But, but tell me what you think at, at a future point. But yeah, um, going, but yeah, with... Mike, that damn Michael Che and HBO. It is on HBO Max. It's I suggest that show, um, a hundred percent to people because I want yeah, that show it, to continue. It was really I, funny. I wanted to continue. Really, really funny. Michael Smart. Che is one of those comedians who understands the situation and then applies context to the situation without being like super preachy or vindictive. Yeah. So you I get the point across agree. with his like melancholy sarcasm. That's why. <laughs> Um, I feel that was one of my favorite parts about SNL. SNL was whenever he did he was in uh, Weekend Update. Oh yeah, his, that's. I, I have you watched good. SNL lately? Mm, I only really watch it if Donald Glover hosts or if, or if Donald or if Dave Chappelle hosts. Like it depends on well, who he was, the host is. Yeah, he was just on. And he was on I last haven't watched Saturday. that episode. I didn't watch it. I only but watched. I was going to watch it. I only watched I watched like the opening monologue in the first couple skits. I haven't finished it, but yeah, it hasn't been great this year. Uh, SNL. I mean, it's it's been okay for the last S- few SNL years. SNL is a, is a heartbeat. It, it's it's either going up or it's going down. Yes, but that, to your point, weekend consistent. update is always fantastic. 
because it's just it's like you said it's just it's great just great smart witty fun writing it's and the just, fr- the friendship it. between um i can't remember his name the other guy colin jost for some reason yeah, colin because he's funny too especially yeah. when he's with when he's well, with michael che my favorite part but of i like the- him Entire Saturday Night Live season is when they write the jokes for each other at the end of the either at the oh. end of the year or at the end of the actual season. I forget. And they which just it is. dog each other. Yeah, they just make jokes for each other, and it's always Colin saying racist jokes. <laughs> it's just so what uncomfortable. Like, what I like about Colin is he has like this blank white guy smile. Yes, he does. <laughs> but he's essentially the same as Michael Che when it comes to the sarcasm. Oh, absolutely. So yep. when Michael Che is just like. He has like the snide kind of smile and he's just like not present. Colin is like a robot where he's he's looking right at you with this bright smile. Yeah. But it's no like it's just his deadpan um his his deadpan uh what's the word I'm looking for? Delivery. Delivery is just so set and he still does it with a smile, but he can get broken. Oh, Michael absolutely. Che breaks him constantly. Regularly. Yeah, regularly. Even uh, when they <laughs> have like the, ge- the little like, guest skits. The guests to fuck with him? <laughs> that break break him all the time, too. They did one, uh, I think last week they had one with Cecily Strong, and she, she did that, I guess, relatively well-known clown skit on abortion uh, mm-hmm. a couple years ago, and she did one as a trucker, and it was the same thing, like using the trucker as a, a, a vehicle for talking about abortion. Uh, it was the same thing, but same thing. She broke him like multiple times. He was just like, couldn't keep it together because she was so ridiculous. You know, with me, with SNL, like I find myself liking a lot of cast members, but hating them leaning on certain things. Like I don't, again, there's people I don't know their names. Obviously, Keenan Thompson. I He was in Michael Che. Tell me his acting was a million times better than when he's on SNL. I think he was only for a short him, part I, of it, a small part of it. When he's on SNL now, he basically plays the same character in every skit. Like, he's yeah. just Keenan in every skit. He, he he opens his eyes really wide, closes <laughs> his mouth a little bit, and talks like this. That was really good. <laughs> Everything he does is his is his is is just him doing this. That's all yeah. he does. No, that's, that's like, absolutely right. Keenan, I like it when he, like, he has the, the, he does the sarcastic realm when he's, like, with people that work with him. And it happens very rarely. When they're not just like phoning it in, but Keenan's just phoning it in because everyone loves him now, right? But I'm like, he, when he was trying, it was actually funny. Um, yeah, it, when he was he, doing Black been... Jeopardy, Black Jeopardy was fucking hilarious. <laughs> it was, but he's been on for like what 15, 16 years now. It's like, he, at some yeah, point, I don't blame him. And at some point, you're gonna get a little burned out and be like, eh, it's just a check, um, just a paycheck. I mean, he's been doing skit comedy his entire life, like. <laughs> Right. So, yeah, that's true. It's not even like he's been on SNL for 16 years. He's been doing basically the same job for, like, his entire life. <laughs> so, um, then fair. there's, like, like um, I think it's Leslie something, the really big Leslie guy. Jones? Yeah. Leslie Jones. I, first time I ever saw her was in a show on YouTube called Daddy Knows Best. I don't think Daddy Knows Best it. is basically the, the big-headed dude from the league being the worst father ever. It's a really funny show. It's fucked up. It is a fucked up show. But that was my first time seeing Leslie. She was, he basically was being a terrible dad and left his baby in the park. (laughs) And then he came back and this, and Leslie's there. She's there as the kid? Protecting the child. Oh, okay. Protecting the, she's protecting the child. And he's, he's trying to convince her to not tell his wife. Okay. So he could bring his child home and they're going at it. And she pulls a knife out on him. 
and he ends up it, it somehow flips into him like groping Leslie. Okay. <laughs> and him and his wife in front of his wife and then he gropes his wife at the same time. He's a terrible human being. I suggest watching this show too. It's it's from okay. that damn that my damn channel is not that great of a channel, but it's a but Daddy Knows Best is pretty funny. Okay. It's fucked up. Like it gets real fucked up, like uncomfortably so. Um like like they end one skit, he yells at his wife. No, he didn't yell at his wife. He his wife is yelling at him for doing something stupid. And he goes, You sure you want to do that? You look like your mother. Like he says something really fucked up, and she stops and just puts her hands over her mouth and looks at him like she's about to cry. And just that moment hurt. Like in a skit, I'm just like, oh, that was too real. Like yeah. he just he's just such a fucking monster. So he's just his his character from that's- the league, but that's the, not the fair to do. Like, because if you're watching like a drama or something, and there's one of those moments, like at least you're expecting it. And you're watching a skit, yeah, you're oh. not expecting that to hit you. <laughs> so, so it's, it's even more, yeah, it's even rougher than. Ugh, anyway, it's sort of like <laughs> if you see like a, a Disney movie, and then all of a sudden something really fucking creepy happens. Yeah, it's well, tell it's twelve times creepier. That's, I mean, that happens in most Disney movies. There's always something creepy in the older Disney movies that but, happens. But that's what I'm saying. Like, it's super effective. I know we've just went on for too long and we're talking about nothing. So That's okay. <laughs> Do you have anything you want to say about the midterm elections? No, I have any, no any? interest. I've not been looking. Yeah. I've lost faith in any... I bitch about politics yeah, because I've <clears throat> lost faith in it. And I never I have, have faith anything to, to say with, about so it. Yeah. it just, I had it I on my list, like, because it just happened... And I was like, ah, maybe it's something. I don't really have anything to say either. I really don't. The most I heard, like, the Dems kept the house, okay? The shit's still the same. Nothing's positive has changed. Yeah, as as far as I understand it, it's just not as bad for the Democrats as they thought it was going to be. But it's, um, like you said. I do have something to say on a serious note, though. Sure. Like, since we're at the end. Let's get serious. Um, So, uh, celebrity deaths don't bother me too much. Um, but Kevin Conroy passing did bother me. Um, within yeah. the last few weeks, I've had the same day that Kevin Conroy died, um, my friend's mother was found was found dead as well, and just yesterday a friend of mine passed away. And I'm having a like I, I'm joking and doing all this because talking to you really does help with that because I've been in my own head for the yeah, last uh, twenty something hours, and um, I just really want to put out like i don't care what anyone's full beliefs are um as long as they align with the embitterment of all of us uh we can argue it to the cows come home whatever our beliefs are we're never going to be 100 percent right we're never going to be um all knowing we're only going to spout what we believe again i make fun of people who believe in religion or, or who are religious not because I don't have my own beliefs and that could be absurd to someone else. It's that I make fun of the fact that you can be disingenuous because you want to hold so deeply onto that belief because it makes you who you are or makes you part of an identity you feel like you have. And we all can do that. And so I just want to say without the jokes that I make, as much as I rant, how much, you know, we do this, I'm, I genuinely just want the best out of people because I watched an interview with Kevin Conroy when he was talking about getting the role for Batman. And the one thing I can tell, not knowing the man, obviously, was 
his heart was in just voicing this character that he loved. And he seemed to not care about anything else. He was like, I have the best hero. Like, that's that's it. There's nothing else. And for him, that was a truth. It could be not true for someone else, but for him it was, and it was he was genuine about that. And that genuineness is what really mattered more than what he was saying. And so if you're going to argue a point, I want your arguments to be genuine. If they get challenged and you find you're wrong and you're genuine about it, you won't fight to try to prove it right. You'll fight to try to find more proof into adapting that thing you believe into being a better version of what it is. So if you feel like gay, gay people shouldn't marry, okay, when you are challenged, don't make up shit. Don't just be biased. Find proof and see if that doesn't either change it into being something better. Well, you know what? Gay people shouldn't be married because the system isn't right for them to be married, so a new system needs to be made for it. Um, not just because God doesn't say so. Did God tell you that? Or did God apparently tell a bunch of people who wrote it into a book and then it was interpreted that way? Like, it... And you have to be able to think past your own feelings. And if somebody's not going to turn, then don't try to turn them. Just plant that seed and say, look, I'm going to stay strong on this belief and try to make it a better version of what it is. And the reason why I brought all those up, because my friend that passed, um, which was the nail over the head that pushed me over into this kind of weird headspace, is that he was a genuine person too. He he believed in the things, even things he failed in, he believed in. He was a nice guy. He, even when his, his ex-girlfriend's the one that told me, they had a bad breakup and they were still friends because he was a genuine guy. He's genuinely cared for her, even if they didn't work out. He didn't let his feelings get in the way. He was somebody that I aspire to try to be like, even if I fail, I want to keep trying to be like him. And I feel like more people, there should be more people that should be like that. Just sorry to get really. No, man, I, in I, uh, side by that, but that's how I feel. I get where you're coming from. And, uh, it sucks when, uh, it's hard, right? There's very few people I think nowadays that can do that, can think critically and, uh, recognize their faults you know, and the way they think or their arguments and uh, be able to acknowledge that and turn the page. So when you know, we have somebody in our lives or somebody we know that is like that and we lose them, it's just reinforces the fact that how special that was and how unique it is and how important those people are in our lives. Because I think the people out there that are like that also, like you said, like there's somebody to aspire to make us want to be better, be like that. You know, when, God it happens to me all the time. Like I try to, I try to, we, we rant, we complain and we bitch and we try to, you know, I, I, I'm not going to speak for you. I'll speak for myself. I try to sit, act like I know what I'm talking about all the time and I know better and I'm, I think the right way, but I don't, I mean, there are all kinds of things that I, uh, I, I take a stance on or I take an opinion on and I, it's just biased in some way, or it's just because I think it's the right thing to do without any necessarily any backup for it. So it sucks, man. It sucks when we have somebody like that, uh, that we lose, that uh, we don't have that, that beacon to look to and say, okay, this is the way I want to get where I want to get to. This is the way I want to be. You know, when you 
hit the dark spots and you're not totally there, you can look back to it and go, that's, that's my goal. That's the way I got to be. Um, Kevin Conroy, I mean, for people like us that grew up watching Batman, the animated series and played all the games, he is Batman. Like he just is. Yeah. Uh, there are these guys that you could say, okay, Michael Keaton was Batman. A lot of people, he played him in two movies and like, yeah, he was our Batman in the movies, but Kevin Conroy was our Batman all through our childhood into our adulthood. Mm -hmm. And that voice is always going to be Batman. You hear that voice and it's, that's Batman. It's not, there's no debate. It's just, it's, a, it, 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 I'll, I mean, can you imagine like when, when solid snake got replaced by Keith for Sutherland? Oh God. And I can't yeah, remember what the fuck is the guy's like, now I can't remember his name. David Hader. David Hader. There you go. You know, it was like such a shock. Like Kevin Conroy, if he, like him being replaced as the Batman voice would have been 20 times that, the like, what are you doing? So, uh, mm -hmm. and he was a young guy I and mean, a guy in his sixties. Uh, yeah. it's just rough. Uh, cause like, like you said, it's just a guy that loved what he did. And it's another thing to aspire to and just be like, I want to, I want to love something as much as he loved being Batman. Uh, so it's a big loss and I certainly hope he rests in peace. And, uh, I can't wait to go back through the catalog. I want, I, I said the other day, I was talking and i i want to watch the animated series through all all through again the whole thing again oh, yeah. and go back and watch mask of the phantasm and the killing joke and you know some of the other uh animated features he voiced and uh was... just remember how good it was and how good he was oh absolutely um like when you mentioned that um just because i've been doing again thinking um, with kevin conroy being batman was um one thing, two things with Batman. One, the most iconic line when he's holding on to the edge of that blimp and he's like, no, no, I'm vengeance. Like that line. Yeah. Um, people don't seem, like when I think about it, it's like, you're, you're not understanding. This is why Batman specifically, and that's why parallel with Kevin Conroy is why he's so inspirational to me anyway, is... At that moment, he wasn't standing on top of a building. He didn't beat up a villain. He was cowering. He was hanging on for dear life, trying to survive. And was able to dig deep and pull that energy out of him to go and keep fighting. He was cowering in that moment when that we made that very famous line that will forever be burned into everyone's minds. Mm -hmm. And because I just finished beating Gotham Knights and they... The game wasn't perfect, but it showed something is, you know, when people diminish Batman as a character, and, and to me, it always goes Kevin as well, is when there's, he's just a rich guy beating up poor people, or he's the 1% doing this, that, and the other things. Like, Batman, and writers mess this up all the fucking time with him, too, is with Batman, he has never wanted to be the role model. He wanted to be an inspiring beacon so when his sacrifice happens, when he dies, there'll be others that step up to the plate, not to be him, but to be better. Sure. It was said with every single protege that character had, it'll be for the next voice actor to love the role like Kevin did. It'll be, it'll be like that. That's literally the Batman story. It's the, it's the story of a parent. I don't want you to be like me. I will be wrong and I'd be a bad person if I wanted you to be like me. Mm -hmm. I want you to be a better person than I could have ever thought I could be. And that's how Batman was. 
And I feel like that's how Kevin played himself. That's how he presented himself anyway. And so he, him playing that role, I feel like if he embodied it, if he truly believed it and the genuineness that I felt from hearing his interviews, that would be the case. So, I agree. Just losing that. It, it hurt. It, it definitely hurt. Yeah, it did. Uh, it's, it was weird. It's weirdly so too. Almost, you know. Yeah. Weirdly so. It was just uh, this is a guy that I voices don't a character. Care about celebrity deaths. Yeah, um, but it's usually, like like it's this sad. is a guy that voices a character, and it's like really deep, really cut deep. You know, just I think it was. I think a part of it was part of it's also just like I said. It's just like still been the voice of Batman our entire lives, more or less. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's a it's another thing that makes you reflect back on your own mortality too. It's just like man, you know, this is somebody I've. I've referenced my whole life, and he's gone. Yep. Uh, man, we got real dark here, Joaquin. <laughs> got a little Sorry, dark, a little deep. I've no, I, I, I tried burying it most of the. I think it was important to do. It's thing. important to do, and um, I'm certainly I'm sorry for for your losses, and uh, I hope it I hope it, it does get better with time. I, I I feel just me. Mine is always tangential. It it, it was happening peripheral. Um, I mm-hmm. just feel. I'm in a weird space right now. I feel somewhere between helpless and and kind of numb. So, yeah, no, I just I, felt like I needed to get that out. I, I know we made this about Kevin Conroy and not my friend because I don't want to get too personal about the two friends that have dealing with their problems. Sure, but Kevin Conroy, he's a he's an icon. People know who he is. So, absolutely, no, I couldn't agree more. And uh, it's a great loss, great, great loss. I can't, I can't even talk straight now. Just mumble it over <laughs> myself. A great right. deuce. What? So anyway, <laughs> thanks for listening to the podcast, guys. Uh, we appreciate it as always. And uh, sorry it took so long to get back on air here. Uh, as usual. If you're still listening. If you're still, yeah, if you're still listening, definitely even more so. Uh, now follow us on social media if you can. Uh, subscribe to the podcast if you can. Share it with somebody if, uh, if you can. Bunch of cans. Uh, we'd appreciate it. If you have any uh, questions or comments, we'd love to hear them. You can email us at podcast at, and that is why I hate you.com. And I guess that's about it for this episode. Our, our clip show, our uh, catch up episode. <laughs> catch up. We episode. did enough complaining anyway. All right. <laughs> all right, guys. Eh, we'll get regular. We'll get back to our regularly scheduled program, yeah. um, programming complaining. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I gotta be honest Once with you. Stop fucking up. I felt a little lost with the uh, lack of complaining over the last couple of weeks. I really did. I really felt oh, like wow. I was missing out. I just didn't feel like I didn't have an outlet. <laughs> you know? <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you soon.